welcome to another episode. No, start over. You gotta, you gotta do like a, a dry start. What do you mean? Like you were like, oh, oh I thought you were gonna do the. Okay, well, and there's not enough time to edit in the middle of that. Welcome to another episode of Eat Chit and Dice, a fortnightly podcast about board games and sometimes food. I'm Jondi, and with me, as always, is an is. <laughs> 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 There's a post post Johnny thing oh. for you. <laughs> Let me try that one again. We need to have all these bloopers for some sort of blooper thing. Okay. Welcome to another episode of Eat Chit and Dice, a fortnightly podcast about board games and sometimes food. I'm Johnny, and with me, as always, is Jared. That's me. This week, what are we talking about? Uh, we're talking about dice chucking games. I asked you for a better title, and all you said was, "How much <laughs> dice could a woodchuck?" Uh, sorry, how, what did you say? Um, how much dice could a gamer chuck if a gamer could chuck dice? Yeah. And then you're like, "Oh, I'm stuck on chucks." Yeah. That was I mean, yeah. That was stuck different. on chucks. Yeah. That's exactly how you said it, too. You know what? I think that title was better than your title. I, look, I, I literally wrote dice chucking games, question mark, IDK, a better title pulls. And I said, how much dice can a gamer chuck if a gamer could chuck dice? I know it's a little long. <laughs> so apparently neither one of us could come up with snazzy titles this week. Snossages. Yep, there's a title for you. All right. So basically what we're talking about today is we're going to just... Talk about games where dice rolling is a central mechanic. We are not going to talk about every game. That is no. literally impossible. Because there are so many games where, I mean, because board games, um, dice are integral in a lot of board games. Yes. But it would it would not be possible to talk about every game that has dice. So, we so don't a few. tweet us and say, you forgot my favorite game that has dice. And also don't tweet us to say, well, actually, I don't think that Seasons should be counted as a dice game because if Seasons isn't counted as a dice game, then Catan isn't counted as a dice game. Like, We're not going to talk about Catan, though. No. So you don't have to worry about that. We're also not going to talk about the Settlers of Catan dice game. No. But what we are going to talk about... King of Tokyo. King of Tokyo. I'm posing, but no one can see. I'll take a picture. No, it's too late. I'm moving. He stopped. I moved. I have my camera ready for the next time. King he of Tokyo. Stupid pose. So King of Tokyo, I think, is a great game. Um, I mean, it's not my favorite game. I like to play it with my nephews a lot. Um, it's a it's a game where the monsters are attacking Tokyo. Yes. And one monster is always defending Tokyo while the rest of the monsters are attacking that monster. And they're kind of your typical, like, Japanese monster movie. Monsters. Yeah, I think last time we talked about it, I said it was like, it's Godzilla, but it's not. But it's not. They don't call him Godzilla. It's King Kong, but it's, it's like not. It's like Mothra and Godzilla and King Kong. And I think they've expanded it since then to, like, a lot of... You can be Cthulhu? Yeah. Yeah. Who is called Cthulhu? Because that one's not really um, right. copyrighted by... Yeah. But yeah, it's I think it's it's a really fun little game, especially if you want to play games with like the family or with kids, because kids can easily understand. Like I play it with the kids without at least when they were younger, I just played it without the, the power cards. And as they've gotten older, I've just added the power cards in. If you want to hear John D. talk about King of Tokyo in the past, you can listen to episode 12, which was Gateway Games. Yes. Yes. Where she talked about that. Yep. 
so yeah, it's a fun little game. I don't like King of New York, which I think I probably said in the Gateway Game episode. Or at some point since then. Yeah, I don't think in that one, because I just re-listened to that one, and I don't... I mean, I wasn't super hard listening to it. Well, I know I've said it but since then. But I don't think you said point. anything about King of New York. I'm sure, I'm sure it's been said since then. I oh, think, I'm sure. I think that King of New York needlessly complicates That's the King same way that I feel about Queen Domino. Yeah, yeah. Although that's not a dice game. So. No, it's not. But it's the same kind of idea where you take a game that's really simple and you slap some extra stuff. And then you needlessly complicate. Uh, now, a lot of people will not agree with me. A lot of people really like King of New York and think that it... And those people are allowed. Yeah, I mean, they're I don't... wrong, but they're... <laughs> no, I, I like King of New York. Yeah, I mean, people can disagree with me, and that's that's fine. I don't I don't have a problem with them disagreeing with me. I personally think it's more... It, it needlessly complicates it, but um, that's fine. Um, I won't play it unless, I, unless I'm with people that are like, oh, I really, really, really want to play this, and then I will, but I won't enjoy it nearly as much. But uh, that's pretty much King of Tokyo. Um, it is... A King of the Hill Yahtzee style game yeah. from Yellow. Yep. And I like the art. It's cute. Mm-hmm. I don't much care for the second edition art, but that's just me. I haven't. I have, I have a first edition mm-hmm. version of the game. So and I like the little green energy cubes. Yes. I think those are still in there. I hope so, because I think they're a neat little component. We played a game one time that John D said, oh, I'm going to hate this game. It's going to be the worst game I've ever played in my I life. I don't think I said that. You said, uh, you know, it's a real time game mm-hmm. and we need to get me playing more of them because we want to do a real time game yep. episode. And John D said, no, I hate it. Uh, you can't make me. I did not. I agree that I need to I play more. I did not. It's not true. Uh, whatever. What we're talking about is Escape, uh, the Curse of the Temple. This is not a mobile game. That's Temple Run that you're thinking of. What do you? I had it on there. Oh. Twice. Oh. Um, but yes, Escape, The Curse of the Temple. It is a real-time dice-rolling game. You have ten minutes to escape from a cursed temple. It is but an all-or-nothing. The or temple's nothing. a tile thing, yes. so it's different every time you play. Yes. You roll dice, and the dice have six different symbols. There's a key, um, a running man. Uh, I'm sorry, actually, the run- there's five different ones. There's a key, a running man. Oh, my God. Um... When you say Running Man, I'm like picturing people doing no, that. No, not that. Running not man that. Nobody 80s. else thinks about that. <laughs> the, it's the key, the man. It's a torch. It's a torch. It's a torch. Okay, it's a torch, and then there's a gold tiki mask and a black tiki mask. And you roll the dice, and the tiles have different combinations of things on there that you need to either go into the room, and then once you're in the room, solve solve a puzzle that's in the room, or maybe you need to reveal a new tile to place it in the temple. Right. Uh, sometimes you can get cursed and your dice can get locked and you'll need someone else to come and uncurse you. And you have 10 minutes to escape. There's a soundtrack. You either all escape and you win. Or if one of you dies, you lose. Yes. It's supposed to be cooperative. But it's really, I mean, it's really hard since it's real time. You're constantly like trying to communicate with everybody else about what dice you need and what dice everybody else has. So, um, I, as we've talked about many times, get my anxiety kind of gets out of control when we're playing real time games and I've been known to rage quit. I did not rage quit this game and I've played it twice. We played it twice in the same day. And I made it through both games without standing up and walking out <laughs> of the store. 
So I feel like that was a big accomplishment. So what you're saying, Jondi, is I can convince you to play this as a live stream video. I actually have you guys. Everybody heard. I made the commitment of letting you guys record like video of every single real time game we play yep. for research. So even if I rage quit some of these games, we <laughs> will be able to put it on our YouTube video so that everybody can see my anxiety levels. So yes, we can actually live stream some of the. Um, some of the, the real-time games we play. Well, you heard it here. We're going to play Escape, The Curse of the Temple from Queen Games. I mean, we we will we will probably live stream when you make me play Galaxy Trucker again. Oh, my God. <laughs> and probably Paramedic's Clear, because I'm pretty sure I'm going to rage quit probably. that one. Well, yeah. So, um, I, I, I you know, I think that Escape, The Curse of the Temple, is... I think it's stressful, but not in a way that John D. Rage quit Galaxy Trucker. Correct. And I think we've told that story enough that we don't need to tell it again. No. But, but yeah, John D. Rage quit Galaxy Trucker. Yep. Okay. Sagrada. It's a game about making stained glass windows. It's really pretty, and I keep wanting to play it, but I still have it. It is a. It's sort of a. It's a dice drafting game. You you take out. Um, a number of dice equal to two times the player count plus one. So if it's a two-player game, it's five. If it's a four-player game, how many would that be, John D? I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. Yeah, nine. <laughs> um, but then you draft the dice, and you put them on your little stained glass window. You can't have two dice next to each other that share either a color or the value shown. And there are certain restrictions um, regarding color on some tiles and um, I'm sorry, they're not tiles. They're just spaces. There's restrictions on colors on some spaces and values on some spaces. So it's kind of like when I was playing it, I was like, oh, this is like Sudoku. I'm really bad at Sudoku. Really bad at Sudoku. I'm terrible at it. But, But I don't like numbers either. Numbers, me and numbers don't get along. Well, numbers are really hard. Numbers are hard. That is why I don't have a degree in physics. Because I was like, oh, I can't memorize all these equations and math is hard. I had to take college algebra. Was it twice? Wow. Yeah, twice. Um, But Sagrada is published by Floodgate Games. It came out last year. I think it was on Kickstarter. Was it? I didn't know it was on Kickstarter. Yeah. I just started seeing it in the stores, and I think that the box art is really pretty. It's really cool because it's just a stained glass. Yeah, it's really. I'm actually looking at it yeah, on top of your shelf. Yeah, because it's right, right on that shelf. Yeah, it's really pretty. It's on top of all the It's one games. of those games where I hadn't bought it because I didn't know anything about it, but I kept yeah. seeing the box art, and I thought that it was really pretty. And it's one of those ones where I wanted to buy it, but I kept passing it over. No, it's it's a good game. It's a good game. Well, now I think I should buy it. And there is a promo this year for International Tabletop Day. We need to figure out what we're doing for International mm-hmm. Tabletop. I think we should do something in our studio. Maybe. And record some podcasts and stuff. I don't think we should try to go to the store this year. Maybe. But what one of the things that I really like about the game is the, so the little stained glass window boards have a slot in the bottom and you slot your card in there so that it, it holds the dice. It's like a tray. It's a nice little like holder so that if you accidentally bump your dice, they're not going to go flying across 
the table. Right. Well, moving on to a couple of very simple style dice games, but they're they're fun. Um, and they're both very similar. Um, Zombie Dice and Batman the Animated Series Dice Game are both very similar in their play. Um, they're, you know, different themes, but both, you know, similar. Um, but I think we'll talk more about Batman the Animated Series, just because I prefer it of the two. But basically, um, Batman the Animated Series, each person has the character, like you choose which character you're going to play as. Um, I believe there's Joker, Harley. Mm. I don't remember who all. There's Riddler, Poison Ivy. I know you can play as Batman. Yeah. I don't remember, but each of them have Scarecrow, like. Scarecrow, maybe? No, that's not one of them. No? But basically, each character, I think, because it's up to a five player. Okay, here, here, I, I got a picture. I got a. Nope, those are custom characters. But basically, you, um, you, you, each of them has like an ability. And when you roll the dice, um, I've got them. It's Joker, Riddler, Poison Ivy, Catwoman. Okay. Basically, you get chits. Um, the chit tells you, you know, which character you're playing as. I thought they were like this big. No, because they fit inside the. They're like a little bit bigger than quarter size. Oh, okay. I mean, they're pretty little. Um, and the dice are actually really good quality. They're they're full color. Um, some of they have different. Co- they have most of them have the bat symbol on them, and the bat symbols are different colors. And when you're rolling, you want to avoid getting certain color, like three of the certain color of the bat symbols, and you're trying to collect loot. So it's a press your luck style game and you want to get as much loot without getting the bat symbols, basically. So the different ability characters, some of them can dodge, some of them get more um, loot depending on like Catwoman doubles the amount of loot that she gets, um, certain color of loot. So it's your typical press your luck style dice game. And... My nephews have my copy because they really liked playing the game. So I'll have to obtain uh, obtain a new copy of the game. Now, I know Zombie Dice is published by Steve Jackson Games. Is the Batman one, is that like Steve Jackson and USAopoly or something? Um, Let me look on BG. Because I feel like that would... No, it's Cryptozoic and Steve Jackson. Okay, okay. Because it's basically, it plays very similarly to the Zombie Dice as far mm-hmm. as the push, press your luck style game. So it's the same mechan- mechanically. It's basically the same game. They've just added the abilities with the characters that, you know, give it a slightly different mechanic. And then Cryptozoic, I believe, has the license for DC. Okay. So they partnered up with Cryptozoic for the license. Okay. Well, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Uh, you know, I'm in licensing. I, you know, I'm not going to pretend like I know how all that works but cool 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 yep i think everybody that's listening knows how i feel about pandemic yes but maybe what they don't know is that there's a dice version of pandemic called i honestly did not know that until recently yeah it's called pandemic the cure it's um you know it's not pandemic it's similar to pandemic it has the same kind of feel but it's a really different game uh, you're still, you're still trying to cure diseases, but there's no board. 
Um, really what you're trying to do is mitigate dice rolls. So on your turn, you have a, you have a character that has a special ability and you'll have character dice and you'll roll those and they'll have different things. All the characters have different dice with different abilities. Um, most of them have the ability to treat a disease, to travel, maybe to fly or boat for travel. Um, maybe to bottle up a disease. Cause what you're doing is you, you are pledging your dice to capture disease samples versus, you know, drawing cards in regular pandemic. So in regular pandemic to cure disease, you draw cards, you collect five of the same card four if you're a specific role. And then you turn this in at a research station to find the cure for the disease In pandemic to cure. You roll the dice. And if you roll a bottle, you can capture one of the dice, like one of the different colored dice that represents the disease. And that's how you do that. Instead, you capture the dice instead of the cards. I think it's a lot harder. I think it's a lot harder than regular pandemic, because not only are you dealing with drawing a random die out of a bag, you're also dealing with rolling the dice. It's like, okay, you rolled a four, so it goes on the four spot. And I just think it's harder because you might be like, okay, we're fine unless we get a black die. Okay, we got a black die. Okay, as long as we don't roll a three on the black die, we're okay. And we rolled a three. So are you telling me that you could roll the wrong number? Mm -hmm. As in the cure song, wrong number. Mm -hmm. How long have you been waiting to make that joke? Ever since you said the cure. Great. Well, that's published by Asmo Day. We're totally done with that now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I'm really upset. My so my copy is behind those tapes. You can't see that. Mm-hmm. Um, I have the first edition of the base game, which came with like the character cards came mm-hmm. with holes in them, like on a lanyard style. So you could hang them from a lanyard. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really cool, really thematic and neat. Mm-hmm. The expansion came out. Regular cards. Aww. Regular cards. Regular card stock, regular cards. Aww. So, thanks a lot, Z-Man Games, doing business as Asmodee. Other, oh. way, other way around, Asmodee doing right. business as Z-Man Games. Right. Yeah. That's and, and the pegs do not fit correctly into the holes on, oh. my, on my thing. Yeah. It's a little, like, the peg Lame. is a little syringe. It's a little... Really cool little green syringe that doesn't fit correctly. Lame. So, Asmodee. Stop doing do things it like better. that. Yeah. All right. Well, bang the dice game. Like the cure song? Yeah, there's not a cure song <laughs> called bang. Uh, but, I mean, there like, could be. Like the cure song, um, what, love at- song? <laughs> yeah. This is the only, like the only cure song that anybody knows. Friday I'm in Love? No, I'm not looking up songs by the cure. I'm putting more links here. Okay. I'm, I'm continuing doing what I was doing. Okay. Um, so bang the dice game. Um, I have not played it. So you're going to great. I thought you've played it. No, you haven't played it with us. No. Okay. Bang is a spaghetti Western card game. Oh, wait a minute. Maybe I have played it where you have different roles. You have, uh, outlaws, you have a sheriff, you have a deputy. They made a dice game version of it. Same kind of basic idea. It's a hidden role game. You still have people that are 
outlaws, you have a sheriff, you have a deputy. And what you're trying to do is you're rolling the dice. You are uh, shooting, for lack of a, a more correct word, at other characters. If you are an outlaw, you are trying to get rid of the sheriff and the deputy. If you are the sheriff or the deputy, you're trying to get rid of the outlaws. So the way the dice game works is obviously you're going to have random dice. You're going to roll them. Bad things are going to happen. I think I remember playing the dice game. I'm pretty sure you've played it with us. Um, if you roll a one or a two on the die, you can shoot a person one or two spots away from you clockwise or counterclockwise. If you roll the dynamite, everybody blows up. If you roll an arrow, Indians attack. And yes, I know that that's not the right term. We've done this before. It's Cowboys and Indians themes. So sorry, First Nations peoples. Um, if you roll a beer, that's how you that's how you regain health. Maybe I should be apologizing for that instead. Um, there's also a Gatling gun that I don't remember off the top of my head what the Gatling gun does when you roll it. Does it shoot? It does. Uh, everybody has different abilities. And you do stuff. You know, you, you have you have different uh, abilities. Your characters can do different things. Um you can maybe negate a dynamite roll, or if the Indians attack, your character doesn't take damage, stuff like that. It's fun, but it's it's a super, super filler game. Super filler game. Moving on would be Bears. So Bears was never on my radar until, I believe, the very first international tabletop day that I attended, and I won the game. And I was like, oh, okay, so this I, I just won this random dice game. And then I played it. And it's kind of a real-time game. So yeah. you roll this giant hand, like this giant thing, like all these dice. And then everybody starts grabbing the dice at the same time in this frantic, like, just everybody's grabbing all these dice. And then when somebody has grabbed, like, when there's only, is it only left on the board like when somebody notices I think it's that somebody screams bears and then everybody has to stop grabbing dice and it's really actually pretty fun even though again it's kind of real time-ish in, in, just in the sense that everybody's grabbing at dice at the same time um, basically the premise behind it is everybody's camping and bears have raided the campsite and you're trying to, you're kind of hunting. No, okay. You're trying I, to shoot the bears. I remember, I remember how it works now. I remember, I remember. You have, there's two different kinds of dice. There's black dice, there's white dice. The white dice have bears and tents on them. The black dice have sleeping campers, running yeah. campers, and guns. Yes. So you have to, you Trying roll, to match up. you roll your dice, and I think your dice are the black dice. And then you roll the you dice roll pool. all the dice at the same time. And then you have to match up. Your campers have to either go into a tent to sleep yep. or run away from a bear. And everybody's and matching no them up at the same time. And if there's no matches left, you yell bears? You yell bears. And everybody's doing it at the same time. And, the, and you want to yell bears. And every, then everybody has to stop matching at the same time. And the catch is, 
If you yell bears and then they're still. Oh, and right. They eat your sleeping campers. Yes. Because if there's a bear, it'll eat your sleeping camper. Yes. If you run away from the bear, you get a point. If you shoot a bear, you get a point. If you yeah. sleep and there's no bears, you get a point. But if you sleep and there's a bear, <laughs> he eats your camper. It's been a really long time since I played, uh-huh. but I remember you're all, it's kind of a frantic, you're all grabbing and rolling and doing it at the same time. So. Oh, here, here we go. Uh, okay, I've got, I've got a reference card here. Oh, good. good. Okay, so if you have a black die with a gun and a white die with a bear, that's one point. If you match up a, a running camper with a tent, that's two points. Okay. If you match a sleeping camper with a tent and there are no bears left in the campsite, that's five points. If you have a sleeping camper and a tent plus one or more bears left in campsite, it's minus two points. Oh, yeah. So if it doesn't doesn't eat, I mean, I guess thematically that's what's happening, but it's negative two points. So you want to try to, it's what's a press your luck game. You want to try to match up the bears with the guns and the, you want to run away from your tent. But if you sleep through the attack, but all the bears die. Then you get points. Otherwise, you lose points. Yep. Who's that by? Is it by Fireside? Yeah. That's, I feel like that's one of their earlier games. I think it was, yeah. And there's a little expansion you can get, too, which I have. I haven't played with it. Mm. It's just like one die that you add to the game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, what, it, what does it add? It adds... Um, don't remember. It's like a D12, right? I, no, it's just another D6. Oh. I have it. I just haven't played oh, with it. Oh, Trail Mix. It yeah. is. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a big chunky die. It is. Oh, it changes a new rule. Um, like one round, you could score double for runners. Um, you could have your re-rolls are limited. You could have bonus points for shooting the most bears. Okay, so it just changes. Some rules. Yeah. Okay. Um, a gun can shoot two bears instead of one bear. Yeah, oh. it's a it's a fun. Yeah, I didn't. I guess I didn't know that there was this expansion. Yeah, I grabbed it at uh, Origins. Hmm. When you're, it's a fun little game. It's really fast. It's just a filler game. Oh yeah, yeah. A lot of these dice games are. Yeah. But I I enjoy it. Um, it's not one to play with like a little kid that's gonna like get all ragey. Or a Jondi that's in a bad mood. Yeah. But I, I enjoy it, so. Well, um, this next one is also a real-time game. I haven't played it because you told me that we need to play it um, for our real-time yes. episode. It's called Bees. Ow. With a, you have to have a specific amount of ease. I just got electric, like, not electrocuted because that means I died, but I got static shocked. Yeah, she's been licking her jacket. Um, <laughs> bees <laughs> with five E's, all uppercase with one exclamation mark. It is by my friend Marcus Ross, who is he's a cool guy. Maybe you've seen him dressed in a giant salmon outfit at a convention because he also made Happy Salmon. Not Happy Salmon. I'm sorry. Um, Discount Salmon, which is a, a game we've talked about before. I think I think we've talked about Marcus before. But it's a real-time dice-rolling game where the dice are bees. So you're, you're rolling dice to try to claim flower cards, similar to another game that we're going to talk about, um, Roll For It. 
and you claim those cards to claim a tile, a little like honeycomb tile, which you'll then place into your hive. And the way you score points is you want to have matching colors or maybe you want to have all different colors depending on what your objective card has for that round. And it takes about half an hour to play and it's just a lot of rolling the dice. And if you ever roll, I think it's on the six um, uh, uh, bees, you have to go bees. Of course you do. (laughs) What is it with these (laughs) dice games and having to like yell things out? (laughs) Bees. Uh, and then, yeah, at the end of the game, it's it's just the, the player that has the, the best hive. What is it about these games? I, I don't know, John D., but it's it's a cool game. It's fun. It's not a super serious game. It's not a heavily competitive game, I don't think. I mean, it sounds cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Uh, it may be that the, the objective cards may have been exclusive to Kickstarter. Um, there's a thread that I just looked at. So, okay, if you buy this game at retail and it does not have those objective cards, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I I have the you Kickstarter can one. Tweet at Jared. Angry tweets at yeah, Jared. Yeah, it's um at Ira Ira Glass. <laughs> Isn't that what I said before? Yes. It is exactly what you said before. Mm. Uh, yep. And that's available through Action Phase Games, which is I believe part of indie boards and cards. Yes. Okay. Yep, so Well, um, okay, then 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 in that case we should move this around. Then we should talk about roll for it right now because I just mentioned it and I don't want to talk about it. Talked about it. I don't want to come back to it. Yeah. Roll for it is one of those games. It's always in my bag at a convention. I've got all of it in a deck box together with all of the dice. It's sort of a press your luck game. Um, so there's cards laid out that have different dice on them. And what you do on your turn is you roll your dice and you can uh, commit your dice to certain actions. So if you if there's a 15-point card in front of you, but it requires you to have placed a 1 through 6 on it, and you only have 6 dice, it may take you a little while to get to that. So on your turn, you can either choose to roll dice and commit them, or you can choose to not roll your dice and to reclaim all your dice. So you can be like, okay, well, I'm going to pull off of these because I'm I don't have enough dice to do this. But you have to pull all of your dice from all of the cards. You can't just be like, oh, I don't want to I don't want this card anymore. So it's kind of it's sort of a press your luck game. If you overcommit yourself, obviously, you're going to have a bad time. Who makes that one? Uh, Calliope. OK. It was originally printed by Game Crafter, but Calliope picked it up. I mean, this is what a while ago. What was the dice ago. game by Tasty Minstrel that you were making a giant version of? Oh, that is also on this list. It's down here. Dungeon Roll. Okay. Which I guess we will move. We'll move Dungeon Dice and Dungeon Roll around. Sorry. No, I just remembered that you were making a giant version of one. Yeah. Dungeon Roll, is it's sort of what it sounds like. You are an adventuring party trying to go into a dungeon. So it's sort of like Dungeons and Dragons, except your characters are represented by a six-headed die. So at the beginning of the game, you have a certain amount of dice pool. You roll that, and that's all you get. Okay. That's all you get for your dice. And then you, it's it's also a press your luck game. You go down into the dungeon level by level. You might have to fight a dragon. You might have to fight other monsters. Your characters are skilled in killing specific monsters. Right. So you have like a fighter and a cleric and a mage. The mage might be like, okay, I can only kill jellies. And the, the fighter might be like, I can only kill skeletons. I don't think that's what it is. I don't remember the 
I want to say it's like the cleric can use turn undead against the skeletons, the mage. I think he does fight the jellies. I don't remember exactly the pair offs with that, but it's, it's really cool little game. It comes in a treasure chest. Johnny is furiously typing away over there. I am furiously because I'm doing stuff and things. So you, you'll have a character card that might give you a special ability and then you can go into the dungeon and get treasure. And the way that suppress your luck is either you escape with your treasure or you die completely. So you can be like, okay, well, I don't have enough guys to keep going. So I'm going to take the treasure that I have now and leave. Uh, I'm sorry. It looks like there's goblins and like a ooze and a skeleton. And I think if you roll three dragons, that's when the dragon. Yes. When you roll three dragons, the dragon comes and you have to fight the dragon and probably, probably lose. And you want to go down to level 10. That's how you win. Okay. On the other hand, uh, Dungeon Dice is a totally different game. It's the same sort of idea. Similar name. Yes. And it's it's the same sort of idea. You have a, you know, adventuring party based on dice. Um, You you use the dice as equipment. There's potions that are dice. The monsters are dice. When you slay enough dice monsters, you get a level up die, which gives you a bigger dice pool and you keep going. Mm-hmm. Uh, essentially, on your turn, you'll draw a monster out of a bag. You have to roll the dice to compare it to the monster's dice. And then you total it up based on what equipment you have and the higher number wins. So the beginning of the game, you're weak. You don't have a whole lot of equipment. You start killing monsters, you get stronger, you can kill b- bigger monsters. There are, I think, like four or five expansions to this game now. And there are so many dice. So many dice. And what is the most annoying thing that they recently fixed, none of the games came in a box. They all just came in a big dice bag. So the base game came in this huge dice bag. The expansion came in a smaller dice bag in a Ziploc bag. The most recent Kickstarter, they reprinted the base game with a box and there was a new expansion that may be the final expansion. So I was like, OK, I'll, I'll pick up this Kickstarter to get, just to get the box, just to get a box to put it in, because one of the pledge levels was like, all right, new expansion plus a box. If you if you've been sticking with us for a long time. Yeah. OK. So let's be a lesson to you, game creators. Put your game in a box. Warriors and Dice Masters are very, very similar games. Yes. I've not played Quarriers, mm-hmm. but I've played Dice Masters. Then essentially you have played Quarriers. Fair enough. Uh, I mean, Quarriers is a it's a dice building game, like a deck building game. And, the, and so is Dice Masters. But the 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 in Dice Masters, the building happens before you arrive at the store or the right, your friend's like, house. It's like a CCG with dice. Yes. So Couriers, it's all in the box together. And it plays like a deck building game, except with dice. Okay. The combat is a little bit different because Dice Masters had to change it up. But there are rules out there that you can use to play Couriers exactly the same as you would Dice Masters. Okay. So I really liked Dice Masters. Um, I didn't really get super competitive with it. For the same reason that I would never get super competitive with 
any game that's going to require me to buy boosters because I refuse to buy a crap ton of boosters for any game ever. Um, so I bought, I bought the base game for the licenses that I was interested in. Yeah. Um, and there's I, a lot of those cause it's published by WizKids. Yeah. So they have access to a ton of stuff. Right. There's a Yu-Gi-Oh! Dice Masters. There's a couple of different Dungeons and Dragons ones. There's a couple of DC ones. There's a couple of Marvel ones. Right. Right. There's Ninja Turtles. There's a Warhammer 40,000 coming out. Yeah. I just bought, I think it was DC that I was into. Um, so I bought, you know, the base game for, for one or two of the DC specific licenses I wanted to play. And I think my husband and I each bought a box and that was it, you know, cause we just wanted to play each other. We did not want to play in any tournaments. We just wanted to play the game and that was it. The booster boxes for that game were pretty cheap too. Cause it was 99 cents a pack. So, uh, alien frontiers. Oh, are we, we're, we're done with quarters. Okay. Uh, Alien Frontiers, yes. Alien Frontiers. It is uh, a space game. We, I think, talked about it. F- I mean, you did know. you want to talk about Quarters? Uh, no, I, uh, no, we're, we're talking about Alien Frontiers now. Okay. <clears throat> I mean, we talked, about, we talked about Alien Frontiers fairly recently, but it's yes. worth a mention in this episode. It is a dice game. You're, it's a worker placement game. You're rolling dice. You're placing them, and they do various things. You have to do Yahtzee-style things. Yeah. Like get a pair or three of a kind or a small straight. I love it because a it's, small, large. I like dice games and I like space games. So it hits two kind of itches for me as far as gaming goes. Um, but yeah, I, I really like it. I have the Alien Frontiers big box. And you have the, the complete dumb, collection of the real dumb dice. I have the spaceship it. dice that I don't recommend to anyone. <laughs> I'm sorry. They just they they, they look awesome. We should post They're a super thematic. But for for rolling and having them not bump each other and it, they're, they suck. You, we, uh, you should get them out, get the them worst. out and we should post a picture of them. Um, we've talked about yeah. them a lot. Yeah. I mean, they're real cool, but they're they real are. dumb. And I'm not taking them out of the box. Like no. if we play it, I'm sorry, we're just gonna have to deal with it. Cause yeah. Cause they're cool. They are real cool, but they're, but they're dumb. They are really unreliable. Like you might, you'll roll them and you're like, Oh, I got a really good. No- oh no, I didn't get a good number because the die just rolled over. Well, for me, more of the time, it's, okay, I got two sixes, and I'll go to move the die, and I'll be like, oh, that's a, a, a six and a three. Like, uh, uh, guys, we all know this was a six. The, yeah. I'm not cheating. I just Promise don't care enough cheating. to leave it where it is because yeah. it's just going to roll away anyway. Yeah. So when I put a two here, I will fix it, but realize that I did not put a two here. I put a six here, and it yeah. rolled. You have to trust the people you're gaming with when you use those dice. Yeah. For okay. Wells. Okay, so, uh, and that's by... Um, Game Salute. It's available through Game Salute. Yep. What was that? It was Jeremy. Is it Jeremy? In. Yeah. O- okay. Um, I had a little bit of a struggle qualifying this as a dice game. Machi Koro is absolutely a dice game. It, it 100% is. Here's why. Okay. So when I was talking about this before, if Machi Koro counts as a dice game, then another game must count as a dice game. Oh, well, not necessarily, because in the other game, you just roll a die for one specific thing. In Machi Koro, you are building a city with cards. When you roll the die, the die is like the people that live in your town going to various businesses. So when the coffee shop triggers on a three, it's like your citizens were like, oh, let's go get coffee. Nothing in that game happens 
without the dice rolling. Yeah, the dice rolling is the game. I mean, the cards just sit there. Yeah. You don't do anything with the cards. Everything in that game is the dice. The cards tell you what happens when you roll specific dice. And that's it. But but you but, couldn't play the game without the cards. No, you couldn't. But the cards just tell you what the dice do. It tells you what happens. Yeah. But everything about that game is the dice. Yes. So Machi Koro is absolutely a dice. Yeah, game. I totally, I totally think that it is. I, you know, it, it gets a lot of hate nowadays because. I think it's the new, the new better Monopoly. Uh, I think. I don't know that Monopoly Ish. is the right word. Um. But yeah, it's ish. It it, it just kind of. I like Machikoro a lot. I like it. Um, I mean, I'm not going to pick it all the time to play, but no. I, anytime somebody asks me to play it, I'm not going to say, oh, no. I I'll might. Play it. I might be like, eh, well, let's not play Machikoro. Let's play something else. I mean, I'll play it. I like it. I think it's a better game with the, uh, the Harbor expansion. Yes. Yes. I haven't played the big, big lights or big... Um, um, yeah, so there's... There's like two two or three expansions. No, so Harbor and Millionaire's Row are the two expansions. Then they did a re-implementation with rebalancing. Yes. And that was the Bright Nights, Bright bright Lights, Big City or whatever it was. I haven't played Millionaire's Row. That's the one I haven't played. But Harbor I've played and I think it makes it a better game. Honestly, if you're going to get Machikoro, if you're picking it up, I would pick up the Target version. That has like... Yeah, it has new art. It has... Um, it's just nighttime art. It's the same art, but it's nighttime. Mm-hmm. Um, and it picked the best cards from the base game and the two expansions and rebalanced it because they wanted to make it more accessible. If like if you're the kind of person that buys board games at Target, y- you need to have them more accessible. Right. You're not gonna buy Twilight Imperium from Target, right? I mean, maybe you will, but you shouldn't. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, this one, this next one's your baby. This is all you. Yeah, Star Trek Five-Year Mission, it's definitely pretty much just a dice game. Uh, It's a cooperative dice game. Cards come out, and they are the missions that you have to complete, and you complete the the missions by rolling dice. People can save their dice to help other people, but you roll dice, you use the dice to complete missions. It's pretty much all there is to it. We've talked about it recently, so I don't think we need to really elaborate on it a lot, but... That's pretty much the game, and everybody plays as a different character, and the characters give you abilities that can let you do additional things with your dice. Yeah. I mean, it's not my favorite, but that's okay. I mean, it's not my super favorite of all the dice games, but I don't dislike it. And for Christmas, Jared gave me the promo, the Wesley Crusher promo Mm -hmm. I didn't have, so that made me super excited. Yeah. Okay, Viva Java, the dice game. Sorry, the, the full title is Viva Java, the, the coffee, coffee game, game, the dice, the dice game. game. I don't have Viva Java, the <laughs> coffee game, but I did pick up the dice game at... Um, you got that at Geekway, right? I got it at Geekway yeah. last year, and Kat and I played it in our hotel room, mm-hmm. and it was really fun. I oh, liked yeah, it. Oh, yeah, because you guys played that while I was putting together one of my Broken Token yes, things. Yes, yes, and I thought it was pretty fun, and um, one of the times that we go and do our... Oh, yeah, we'll have to take this. Our game yeah, night at, we will have at, the, to take at this. the coffee shop, I think we should play it, because I don't think we should play the full big game, mm. but I think the dice game definitely would be a good uh, game to play at the coffee shop. Yeah, you're rolling dice to create different blends of coffee. Yeah. I mean, th- thematically, 
It's perfect to play when we're at the coffee shop. You're combining different coffee beans, different like, I mean, you're you're rolling D6s and they have different colored beans on them and you're combining those beans to make different blends of coffee. It's a little bit, it's more than, it's more than just a filler dice game. It's a little bit more complicated than your, than your typical dice game. I would say it is a lot more complicated. Yeah. Yeah. So it's more than just a sit down filler dice game. There's Mm -hmm. more to it than that, but it's still really fun. If you're looking for, if you like to chuck dice and you're looking for something a little bit more complicated, then this is this is your game. Yep, and it's by Dice Hate Me Games, which is now part of the Greater Than Games Collaborative. Yep, yep. Which I think is just everyone that lives in St. Louis except for Jamie Stegmeyer. And he likes to hang out with us. Too. <laughs> in fact, they like I know um, a friend of mine that I've been trying to help out put together his first uh, gaming convention for his charity messaged me recently, and he was like, hey, do you know who Greater Than Games is? Yes. And yes, I was we do. like, I was like, yeah, why? And he goes, because I've got a game coming from them and I didn't contact them. And I said, well, who have you contacted? He contacted Jamie Stegmeier. Oh, yeah. So when, when, when they sent us Scythe for our charity event, we didn't ask them directly. Right. We, right. I think we'd contacted greater than I games. think so. Yeah. So, <laughs> so clearly they work together. They do. Cause we, yeah. Cause we know the people from greater than games and we sort of know Jamie Stegmeier. Right. Insofar as he's we, at geek. We every year and I've had conversations with him, but yeah, we didn't, we didn't go, Hey, can we get a copy of Scythe for our charity event? We just were like, Hey, greater than games. If you have anything, we know you're small and you don't, you know, Right. We're not right. asking for anything big, but if you have anything, you can throw away promos or whatever. And then lo and behold, a copy of Scythe shows up in the mail. <laughs> yeah. And he was because his is like a he's creating a scholarship fund in the name of his late father. And so that's he was, awesome. Do we have a link that we can put to that? I will. I will include a link for that. Great. So look for that in the episode notes on our website, because uh, as of this episode, episode notes will no longer correctly be displayed on iTunes. Uh, I'm sorry. But there were some issues that we had with formatting, um, specifically the recipe and the way Kickstarter links were formatted was breaking iTunes. So we have moved those off to our site, um, which is where we want you to go, which is eatchitanddice.com um, with the word and spelled out, not with an ampersand. Uh, and I guess since we're talking about Jamie Stegmeyer, we should talk about Euphoria, which is also a dice game similar to Alien Frontiers. It's a worker placement game with dice and it's a really interesting mechanic because it's a dystopian game and the more you use your workers, the smarter they get. So you have to be really careful with what dice you use and how you use them because they'll get smart and rebel against you, which I think is a really interesting mechanic. Um, and, and you have to, I guess it's a, it's a worker placement, but it's a, it's a dice worker placement game. So it's dice placement. So, yeah, I mean, it basically is like Alien Frontiers. I don't think you've ever played this one, though. No, I haven't. It does not um, sound familiar. Well, then the number on each die represents the worker's knowledge. So it's like his level and different things that you do in the game can level them up and they get smarter. And if they get too smart, they'll rebel and they'll leave. So, I mean, it's a it is a worker placement game. So there's obviously a lot going on. But that's the the main mechanic is that the dice are your workers. Okay. Well, um, Dice City mm-hmm. is kind of a deck building game with dice. So a dice building game. Yep. Um, you're building a city. You've got cards, but you know, you're, you're having to roll the dice in order to like use your cards in the city. So 
So is it is it like Machikoro, but in reverse then? Kinda. Okay. And I, well, the only thing that I know about Dice City is that it has wooden bits. It does. I mean, it's got some worker placement in it, and you know, and and city building. Um. So basically, and it's a worker placement. It's got take that mechanics. Okay. So it's it's a little bit worker placement. It's a little bit deck building, dice building. So it's got all of those. So it's like a, is it like a Euro or is it just? No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really put it in a Euro. Okay. I would put it more. Oh, it's by AEG. Yeah. I wouldn't call it a Euro. No, I would put it more in the deck builder. Oh, but it's by, it's actually by Artipia. Yeah. And then AEG brought it over. Yes. Okay. So yeah, no, it's probably, it probably is a a very light Euro. A lot of Artipia games are really, really light Euros. I mean, maybe very, very light. It's it's definitely a strategy Mm -hmm. game though. I mean, I would definitely say a light strategy because okay. I mean, I'm not I'm not a fan of heavy strategy because I'm not good at them. Oh my god, this game, the it's kingdom really of Roldovia, come yeah. on. Okay, <laughs> it's really I like it a lot. It's a really fun game. Um, I I recently bought the expansion for it. I haven't gotten to play it with it yet. Okay, cool. But I I enjoy the game a lot. Well, I want to finish this up with two really really quick and easy games. One of them is called Pizza Party. It's very similar to roll for it you it's a real-time dice rolling game you just you have um five dice that have different pizza toppings on you on you on it on them mm-hmm. and you are rolling to have the dice shown on the pizza slice to claim the pizza slice so if it has like five mushrooms on it you got to roll five mushrooms gross if it's got five peppos you got to roll five peppos um, there's like a sausage, there's bacon, there's shrimp, which I don't think goes on pizza. And, I mean, it's it takes like five minutes to play. There's not even a time listed on Board Game Geek. That's how much That's of how a filler this. Yeah. 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 And then another game that Johnny and I really like a whole lot. And I'm oh, sorry yeah. that it's the last one on the list, but that's just where it ended up. Yeah. Blend off. I love blend off. There are so many different things about blend off that I like. Um, the fruples. Is that, yeah. is that what you would call them? Yeah. Fruples. Uh, they're little, they're actually little wooden meeples that are shaped like the different fruits. So uh, there's even the, um, what is it? The There's a durian. Uh, there's a durian. Um, then there's bananas and um, I'm trying to remember what all there are. Blueberries. There's, there's uh, it's, it's, a, it's one of the pepper meeples, but it's not a pepper. It's a banana. It's a mango? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a mango, yeah. I mean, there's there's, there's like a strawberry, there's an orange, there's a mango, mango blueberry. I think that's everything. Mm-hmm. But, but I mean, uh, I just absolutely yeah. Love it's this a game. really cool game. The story of it's it is real time as well, and I don't hate it. So like, you work at a coffee shop or something at a, a, it's a Orange it's Julius, smoothie. It's a, smoothie a smoothie shop. Okay, a standalone smoothie shop in this day and age. But yeah, it's a it's a dice rolling game. You have to. Roll the dice. You have to match what's on the card. And there's a specific order that you're supposed to do it. And if somebody catches you not yeah. doing it in the right order. Yeah, John, because just like in real life, you can't make your smoothie before you put your fruit in the blender. And right. Then and then you, you can't you can't start a new smoothie without dumping it no. out. Yeah. Of course. But yeah, it's it's a really cool game. And there's um, a game that another company made called Cosmic Kaboom. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, and I'm not sure why, maybe the designers are friends in real life. 
they made a crossover game called Smoothie Kaboom. It uses components from Cosmic Kaboom and Blend Off to make a new game, <laughs> which we are going to play sometime. Okay. Cosmic Kaboom is a like dexterity flicking game, and then Blend Off is this you know it's a dice smoothie game. It, it doesn't make a lot of sense that they've combined these two games, but um, we'll put a link to that as well because why the heck not? Interesting. Interesting. Yes. All right, that does it for games. Uh, all right, Johnny, do you have a recipe for us? Well, sort of. Okay, is this a cop out? Uh, it's a cheat. Uh huh. Uh huh. So, I, I've been trying really hard to come up with thematic foods with our episodes, and dice was a little tough, and I didn't want to like totally cop out and be like, yeah, you didn't want to use just like a guacamole recipe or something like that. No, I, I have a really awesome guacamole recipe, but I'm saving it for something that it fits with better. Like when we do guacamole-themed games. Maybe food-themed games or something. We're going to talk know. about the guacitaki. <laughs> yeah, the guacitaki. I think that's a real thing. Yeah, it is. We've actually, talked about it before. I know. I think they actually made it. Oh, uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Anyway. And the shock tato. The shock tato, you could, yes, because I sent you, you the pre-order link. You can buy it. It's ridiculous. Um, no, so I didn't want to just do like diced fruit. So I'm going to do a play on diced fruit. Well, no, fruit. I didn't want you to do diced fruit. So I'm doing how to make an epic cheese plate or maybe cheese and fruit, fruit and cheese plate. I don't know. For game night. So, um, I'm going to make one and my husband and I are going to eat it and I'll take pictures and I'm going to make a super awesome meat and cheese and maybe fruit plate and it will feature feature wait for it dice cheese cubes i get it yep i know it's kind of a cop out but you know people like to eat things like that and so i will make it epic and awesome and i will post pictures and then everybody else can copy it if they'd like and then you can serve it at your game night hmm okay well, I mean, uh, I probably won't eat it, but, but yeah, no, that sounds, that, that sounds okay. I'll, I will allow that as the recipe, but, um, you know, maybe, maybe it is a little bit of a cheat. Yeah. I mean, it's not exactly a recipe, but it's a, a how to. Yeah. How to basic. Yes. Okay. Well, that's cool. We'll, we'll have a link to that. And if you pile up a bunch of cheese on a plate. And you can take a picture and send it to Jandi. Or meat and cheese, what okay. have you. <laughs> Things people can snack on while they're playing dice games. Yep. That's fair. Okay. Well, um, I guess we both have a Kickstarter that we want to talk about. Mine uh, is thematic for this episode because it's called Dice Settlers. And it is a 4X game with a lot of dice rolls. So you'll, you'll start in like a little, you're in a little settlement. You'll have some... You know, little cubies, although I think the cubes are being upgraded for the Kickstarter. And um, it's set in the Wild West, and you have to roll dice. Wild West. Yep. Yep. Wild wild, wild West. James West. Desperado. Rough Rider. But Dice Settlers is ending soon-ish. I'm not going to do the math on how many days it'll have whenever it's There'll be about a week left. Oh, but yeah, no, the deluxe edition has really nice wooden pieces. Uh, I'm sorry, they're not wooden. They're like poly. It's got little pumpkins and... I'm not 
not super crazy about the art, but it does look like a good yeah. game. Yeah. And it's got little plastic houses and some, they call them tents, but they are what we would have in the 1980s called teepees. Uh, but the dice are nice. It's chunky, I think, is the, the, the word that they're using. Do they show pictures somewhere of what comes in the deluxe edition? Because I'm not um, finding yeah. it. Yeah, it's like right at the top of the Kickstarter. Right at the top of the page. Not the very top, because that's where, like, you know. But go to the top of the page, and then under the video, there's a picture of some stuff. And then maybe, right under that. Maybe my inter- your internet's not refreshing the page very well. Mm, well, that's probably not what's happened. I mean, I'm seeing all the text. I'm just not seeing a lot of pictures. Oh. Well, my internet's working fine for me. Are you sure you're on my internet, not tethered to your phone again? I am on your blogo blog internet. Yep, that's me. Okay, well, yeah, but the core box comes with 51 custom dice. Which, custom dice are pretty awesome. Yes, uh, and they are not engraved. They have the designs printed on them, and then they are covered in some kind of coating to protect them. It's pretty awesome. Um, but it looks like it's a pretty cool game. I watched a playthrough of it. And I want it real bad. The shipping in USA is like dirt cheap. Actually, the shipping anywhere in the world is still pretty cheap. Um, considering like sometimes shipping even in other countries is insane. Yeah. Um, EU shipping is seven to eleven dollars, and I I've seen how expensive EU shipping can be, and that's not that bad. Um, USA, it's zero to two dollars. Yeah, that's a lot. It's breaking the bank. God, that's so much. But it's one of those, why would you get the regular version when you can get the deluxe version kind of situations? Like, I guess it's, well, it's, it's $15 more. It is $25 so, more. Um, $50 for rate retail version. Mm-hmm. 75 mm-hmm. That's $15. That's more. not $15. Oh, yeah, it is $25 more. God, my brain is so broken tonight. Leaving that one in. Yeah, thanks. But it comes with... I can't math. It's the nice... Like, if you have the Scythe upgrade pack or any of the Stonemaier games resource packs, it it looks like it's the same kind of material. So that'll be pretty cool. And that is called Dice Settlers. And we will put a link on the episode notes. And please go to our website to view the episode notes. Because as I said, if you're listening on iTunes or Google Play or any of the other things um those episode notes will no longer properly display because they weren't properly displaying in the first place yep i have a lot of questions about the kickstarter that you picked but none of them are for you yeah i mean i have questions but they are very cool so it's worth a look um it's uh daedalus it is their quick start game inserts for 2018 they've done these before um they do game inserts, so um, they're, de- they're designed for specific games. So they've got game inserts in this Kickstarter for Century Spice Road. They've got them for Clank, um, Big World. Which is Small World. They just can't say it. Right. I think true. they must have gotten permission to use Clank because it, it actually says Clank. And but, for Century Spice Road. Yeah. But Asmodee must have been like, no. No. For Adrenaline. Um, Alien Combat. Um, which is... XCOM. 
the board game. This organizer designed accommodate components from XCOM, the board game. Mm-hmm. Um, Dark Spirit. Um, it's from the Dark Souls board game. Yeah. Uh, Rising Sun. Gloomhaven. Um, and then you can add on and then you can previous add on ones, that. I guess. Yes. So here's here's my questions. My main question is, okay, so for Small World, I have all of Small World. I have everything that's ever been released for Small World. I have the promo stuff. I have the stuff. I have the cards. I The book, everything. So what I want to know is how much of that will actually fit in this insert. So, you know, based on what I'm reading here, it says designed to hold the base game, be not afraid, the leaders, tales and legends. Um, you know, I, I think... It's even got here that it holds a river world. I think it'll hold all of it. It doesn't look like it has a spot for the book, mm-hmm. but it holds the six player map. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I'm just really curious because my storage solution right now is all of small world is in the small world box. Mm-hmm. Then all the extra maps and stuff are in the uh, realms. Box. Right. Well, and these are. And this doesn't say anything about holding realms. Well, and these are these are inserts. These aren't like the actual. Right. No, I I understand that it would go in the in the box for Small World. Right. And it would be a new insert, but I'm just. I don't know. Well, and you've seen my Daedalus like inserts and yes. organizers. They're very well made. Well, and They're... not to not to distract from this Kickstarter, but Game Trays is currently taking pre-orders for Trays for Small World. So the way that it would work is... And they is, usually met fit together. Yeah. Along. The two companies work together. Yes. But this does not look like that would work with that. So the, mm-hmm. the, the game trays thing for Small World, you have all the race tokens mm-hmm. in the thing. And then it's got an indent on the top for you to put the power token. So if you pick that, you just take the lid off and all the stuff's in there together. Right. But this this insert is just for storing the game. It, it's right. not for that. And game trays are usually designed for, for playability. Yes, yes. The Daedalus stuff is for storing. Right. But so. the Clank one is interesting to me because it'll hold the currently released expansion. Yeah, I'm super excited. I'm and super interested. the, the Mummy's Clank Curse one. expansion that is not out yet. The right. insert that is in the game, like that comes with it, barely even holds the base game. Once you put sleeves on it, you cannot use that insert that comes with nope. the game anymore. Nope. So that one I may yeah, I'm really interested. be interested in that. I'm really interested in the Clank one. Um, so. And I like that it, it it says right here that it supports sleeves. So there's no question mm-hmm. about that. There's no like, oh, gosh, if I buy this, what's, am I going to be able to actually put it in there? How is it going to work? So that's pretty cool. Yeah. And you can choose either their ebony black or their red oak stain. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've... Could I just not get stained? Is that an option? Um, does I, it, look, it does not look like I can just get I wood. Can. That's what I really like about the about the Daedalus stuff, though, is the fact... I, I don't like the broken token stuff because mm. it gets... The not stained stuff gets so dirty looking so easily. Oh, it's not there. It's in a... Um, <laughs> we both looked over to, we did. to see where my... I like the Daedalus stuff, the fact that it comes stained. Mm-hmm. I think it keeps it from, I think it keeps it nice looking a lot longer. Um, not that I, I mean, I like broken token stuff a lot too. I'm not, I'm not saying I don't like it. So I just want to clarify that. Um, the two companies are very different. Um, I have no problem with either company. And I would buy stuff from both companies with no problem. Um, 
this Kickstarter has a problem that I've noticed with a lot of Kickstarters. There's no built-in way to support more than one tier. So, um, there, I believe you could add things on later, maybe. Well, it says in the frequently asked questions that you should just bid on the one that you want and then add the amount. So if you wanted clank, you would select clank. And if mm-hmm. you wanted to add on the Gloomhaven one and the rising sun one, you would just add them do the math, which is cool. But then why are all the pledge levels limited? Sold out. Right. So like the, the Gloomhaven one was limited and it sold out already. Yeah. It's limited to 50 backers. So if I pick another pledge level and add on the Gloomhaven, do I get the Gloomhaven? Did they only have 50 of them? Why is it? Why, what's the point of limiting it if you can just I think, add it on? Yeah, my guess is that they'll sell more. I mean, they make them. Yeah. Um, they they laser cut them. I yeah. understand. So my guess is if you if they get more orders for them in the Kickstarter, then they'll make them. Mm-hmm. They'll make more. That would be my guess. I don't think that if you pay for it, that they'll come back and be like, oh, you paid for this. Yeah. We're not going to sell it to you. Um, that would be my guess. I mean, I don't work for them, so, you know, don't be like, well, that person from Eat, Chit, and Dice said that you'll, they'll, that you'll yeah, give John this Yeah, John D. promised me. me that I could get one of each. Yeah, so, you know, I don't work for Daedalus. Um, the only thing I can say is that the things I've bought from them are absolutely fantastic quality. So, I am clicking Remind Me on this because I will probably... Get the quick insert for Clank. Yeah. Uh, I don't fully understand what this Kickstarter is for. They're, this is funding them buying a new laser. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, I, it's funding them buying a new laser, but the rewards that you get are these inserts. So they're going to buy a new laser, and then they're going to use the laser to cut these. Sure. Is that what it says? Uh, that is what it says. Then that's what the Kickstarter is for? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I don't know. It seems okay. Um, I may send them a message about the small world insert because that's honestly out of the games that they offer here. That one's the one that I play the most. Like, I mean, right. I have well, Blue Haven, I have Century. Well, Clank's on my 10 by 10 again this year. Yes. So the reason I bought the Terraforming Mars stuff last year is because I really like the game. It's on my 10 by 10 last year and this year, even though we all know that I won't get 10 yep. plays in. And Clank's on my 10 by 10 this year. Was last year, too. Won't get 10 plays, but um, maybe I will. Maybe not. But I like the game a lot, and I have both expansions, and I will buy the Mummy's Curse expansion as well. Mm, What do you you mean by both expansions? Well, I have... You have Clank, you have Sunken Treasures, and then you have Clank Clank in Space. Clank in Space, which isn't really an expansion. Right. I think Mummy's Curse comes out in March sometime, but maybe... Actually, it might be more of like a origins, origins yeah. type release. Mm-hmm. I would see that as being like an origins yeah. release. Well, I don't know. I guess we could find out when we go to origins. Or maybe they'll talk about it at Gamma and we'll oh, maybe. hear some Gamma news. Yeah. Which is, uh, I know we normally don't tease the next episode, but um, Gamma will be happening, which is the Game Manufacturers Alliance thing. Uh, and a lot of announcements for new games happen at Gamma. So we will be looking at what is happening at Gamma and talking about it. So you have that to look forward to. 
On our next episode? Yeah, I guess yeah. that will be our next episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The timing of that works out like that, yeah. Yep, our next episode we will be talking about news from Gamma. Yep, and it'll be real cool. Don't miss that one. Yep. Okay, well, that's all I have. Uh, John D., do you have anything else that you need to talk about? Um, no. No, nothing else? Nope, um, just until next time, Jared. You can eat chit and dice. There you go. Okay. All right, well, bye. Get out of my house. Eat Shit and Dice is an independent production of Swin Media and is distributed under a Creative Commons license. Attribution, non-commercial, share alike, 4.0, international.